What's up, y'all? This is the Runners Club Podcast. I'm your co-host, Courtney Phillips. Yo, what's good? This is Ian Gonzalez. How y'all feeling? And you know what I mean? We're back with another one. And we have a guest, of course. And we're going to keep this intro real cute, real sweet. Real sweet and cute. How you feeling, Ian? <laughs> I'm good. I did an amazing track workout this morning with with with, with both my bays, my, my boo and my RCA bae. Shout out to Rosalie. It was amazing. Nice. Workout provided by her. Um, Denise was there. Christine, which Christine is like killing it. Like I was... Christine is moving. I mean, she's she's doing such an amazing job. But like, it was a really good. Like, I'm enjoying doing track workouts with a group. But yeah, it feels really good. Yeah, yeah. I actually just got done with a run around Washington Park with Remy, and that also was really good. I know. I want to hear more about it. I want to yeah. See how you felt and stuff like that. We're gonna have to talk yeah. after point. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's uh, take a quick break and bring in our guest. All right, we're back and we have Quentin Jacobs. And I don't even, I'm going to let you introduce yourself because I just don't even know where to start. It's the Toronto Welcome in. Yeah, welcome in. Right, exactly. I feel like he's got all the the pseudonyms. He's got all the situations. It's it's the the, uh, escape to Chicago, uh, all the things, you know? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm just a dude who loves community. And I love bringing people together. And I love the magic that comes from what happens when you get good people together. And honestly, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it, I mean, it, it, it truly, truly shows through your work. Like, I mean, both the escapes, the escape to New York, the escape to Chicago, um, um, not being just focus on the the amazing feat of running to both cities from Canada, from Toronto. Um, but that kind of being like in the background to the philanthropic parts of it has been awesome. But like, um, and I, I can't wait to hear a lot about that. But, you know, we got to start at the beginning. We have to understand like why it is you run. Who are you? Who is Quentin? As a runner, Quentin Jacobs. Hey, man, listen, I um, I started running when I had kids. And my oldest is, is uh, turning 18 this year. So 18 years ago, became a father. Just trying to like, you know, trying to dodge the bad, the dad bar, you know. And, yeah. and, also, and, also, as a, and also as a dad, um, I found a tremendous amount of grounding when I went out for a run. Because in the house, I'm a husband and I'm in the house, I'm a dad and I'm all these other things. But when I go out for a run, it seemed like the one place when I was cute. Right? Yeah. You, you couldn't catch me. So I'm out and it's, I'm, I was the most me when I was running. And I think I leaned into that feeling and I just held on to it. And I mean, that's where it started. And then it was just mm-hmm. a journey, like not unlike most people's running journeys. You know, it was... You're right. It was whatever it needed to be at the moment. At times, it was a place to kind of unwind and be grounded. At times, it was a place to challenge myself and try, like, do I still got it? Can I be an athlete? Can I qualify for Boston? And then at times, it was a space just for my mental health. Um, And then it was a a place, running was a thing where I could actually go and um, venture into community with 
with this thing called running. It no longer was even about me and what I could do physically or mentally. It was like, what a, what can this thing do for me and all the people around me? And you're based in, in uh, I was going to say Chicago, in Toronto, right? Toronto, yeah. yeah. So I live just a little raised. bit north. Born in Scarborough. Okay. Scarborough okay. is like our south side of Chicago. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. okay. Ed- educate us. Yes, let us yeah. know. So I grew up in Scarborough. Um, I grew up in, you know, in subsidized housing. I grew up not having a lot, single parent family. Um, and, um, but now I live just north of the city, a little mm-hmm. town called Woodbridge, but I work in the city. So I actually have a real job. I have a, I have a job in the nuclear industry. Um, Which is crazy when I found that out. Like, bruh. <laughs> I'll tell you, man, I'm, not, I'm not particularly passionate about it. It's your kids got to eat, right? My kids yeah, got to yeah, eat. Yeah. Not every day, but they got to eat. <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, so I have, I have that. But then it's one of those things where because I'm not particularly passionate about that, mm-hmm. it's like once I step out, mm-hmm. I can like, I can just lean into the things that fill me up. Just flip that switch. Yeah. And authentically, because if I feel like a lot of times I think, and we talk about this with, with the crew a lot, like if I did this kind of stuff for a career, would I be able to arrive at it from the same authentic place, right? If that was paying the bills, right? It might change the way I approach it. But I literally am walking into a space. I'm like, dude, I don't need this. I'm here because I want to be here. Mm-hmm. Well, then, so with your running journey, so did did you did you start running in in like high school, college? Like, when did you start running? Oh, I hated it. I I remember <laughs> doing track and field. My mom put me in track and field and I sucked so bad. I, don't know. <laughs> I feel I don't like know that's a common running. story. <laughs> yeah, I was wearing cargo <laughs> pants and I they put me in a field and there were hundreds of kids. And then they gave me a ribbon and I came in like in the hundred. Like when a kid when you're a kid and someone tells you mm. you came in like 150th or something, like yeah. That's brutal. Like I was just like, why do people do this? I hate it. <laughs> and it wasn't until much later in life that you know, that I, I took, I took on the running mainly because it was flexible. Yeah. I guess my, right. my follow-up question to that is like, what, why did you keep, why did you go back to it? And then what made you come back after yeah. that? Cause like I played soccer for a bit and it's like, soccer is just like game times, game time. So if you have a family and you got a birthday party and you got a game, one of those things not happening. So right. running was this thing that I could go out and I could do it and I could squish it in wherever the, it kind of fit in the family. I could wake up early. I'm an early riser, so it's like I could get mm-hmm. up early and the kids weren't even up yet. Mm, yeah, that's yeah, what Ian does. Yeah, yeah. You're early too? Yeah, yeah. When I'm, especially when I'm training, like I have to get up while sometimes I, I tell my 16-year-old to go lay in the bed with the four-year-old so he know there's a warm body there yeah. and that way he won't move. And I can go do a two, three-hour run. I can go do a track workout because trying to get it in in the evening when they looking at me to make dinner is crazy. I'm done. That's why yeah. Afternoon, <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. And, and so I, you know, I was married at a period of time, so I would just dip out before the family was up. And then I went through a divorce Mm-hmm. And my kids were still young. So there was this really tough period where I couldn't go out because they were too young to leave home. Right. And once they got a little bit, they got old enough to be home. They're sleeping anyway, but still, you just right, didn't right, feel right. right. But of when course. they got, what's that? I said, of course, of course. Yeah. But then there, I remember there was a sweet spot where like they were old enough to be home sleeping. And if they got up, they wouldn't freak out. And I had this little um, laminated sheet that said, 
daddy's gone for a run. I'll be back at, and this is my route. And then I had like a little erasable marker and I just put the time, put the route. And they were old enough that if anything, if anything popped off, they had this thing they could say, this is where my dad ran. Yeah. Nothing popped off, but it's- But that's good, security. Yeah. Yeah. It's the peace of mind. And that's a really dope, fast idea. Like yeah. I, I love that. I wish I would have thought of that. I'd just be like, oh, geez, hope they hear when I get back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was you know, but, and so I was you never, done. So you was never you was never a, 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 a stroller dad? You never pushed a stroller on your runs? What do you mean? Like like oh stroller? Like, nah, I tried. I think the one that I had, it was like it was heavy. It was like pushing a Honda Civic. That's yeah, what- I got one. I got one. All yeah. right, that's but that's but I've done my long runs in that joint, bro. Like it, it the the first time I tried it, I was like ill, and then I didn't do it the rest of the summer. And I came back the following summer, yeah. and I just figured it out. Like yeah. like you just gotta like fucking get your posture together, like straight sure. back, and just go and just understand like. One of your arms ain't swinging, and you just go. And once you just do it, it just happens, man. You make it look and cool, it man. Really when good. I saw it, I was like, "Yo, I I secretly wanted to try to put my kids back. They're eighteen now, but like, so I was like, <laughs> just do it for dad." Like, oh my god, I couldn't that. afford them uh, the jogger joints with the third wheel in the front. So I got like, I, somebody asked me, I was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm I'm pushing the Cadillac. Like, that's that's what I got." <laughs> that's good, man. The kids love it too, right? Oh, best sleep August has ever gotten. That's it, man. So yeah, I mean that was it. I I, I really took to it because of the flexibility. Mm-hmm. And then I said, yeah, like, I just it was just a journey, right? It was really just a journey. Like I really got into the athletic part because I was a younger dad. So mm-hmm. I was like, first thing it was like, hey, let me try to do 10k. And it was the half, and then it was the full. And it was Boston. Right. Um, How many yeah. races have right. you done now? That like the major ones you can think about. Like I mean, I've done over fifteen marathons. I've done Chicago a bunch of Damn. times. I've done Boston. That boy running. You just around. I've done a lot Jeez. of running. How many times yeah. you done Boston? Just once. Okay. The what funny year? thing with Boston was I I actually qualified the month before I went through my separation. Mm. So I wasn't able to train for it. I made it. But by mm-hmm. the time Boston came around in April, I hadn't even trained because I was in and out of court and all this. So I wasn't Light. even going to go. Right. So I just went the once, just got the experience. I got unfinished business there for sure. That's what it oh, sounds yeah. like. That's oh, yeah. what it sounds like. Yeah. yeah. I'll go back. Then you go out there and yeah. tackle that real good. Yeah. And I was there this year. And then you get it in your system. I was there with Aaron was out there and mm-hmm. he was out there. Austin was out there. We were cheering. Yeah. It's very hard to be that close to the Boston Marathon and not be in it. It hurt. It hurts yeah. you physically. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it. Um, so, I mean, at, at, I, I know you're saying running is not your career. It's not your livelihood. But it, it's to, from my point of view, my perspective, there is a business element to it. Um, in a sense that you put in together these 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 runs, these races, um, you partnering with these with these brands. I guess my question is what I haven't been able to figure out while going through your IG or just knowing you over these last couple of years. It's like, is this is this like a is this like a run crew? Like, is it like is it a seven on Sundays in Toronto? Is it a couple out there? Like, what what is the organization 
yeah. situation. Yeah. Like, what's going on? Like, who am I shouting out when I'm shouting you out, bro? Right. <laughs> actually, it's it's been evolving. So, like, that's a fair mm-hmm. question. And, and actually, I think in the next, this next year, it'll be a lot clearer because we were literally just, when we did Escape to New York, it was literally me and my buddy just thinking, let's just do some wild and crazy shit. <laughs> and, and let's see what we can do. Like, we, we see Speed Project. We see there's a guy here doing a run in Montreal. And we were like, let's just do this wild and crazy shit. And so we did it. Then we, when we did it, we had all these people hitting us up saying, yo, we want to run the next one. What's the next? But we had already in our minds been like, we did New York. Like, mm-hmm. let's flip it. Like, we've got this, we, we can write our own story. So why, why are you going to do the same thing over and over again? And I love Chicago. Chicago yeah, is, yeah. I love Chicago. It's got a place in my heart. So right out the gates, I was tabling that. I'm like, yo, let's run to Chicago. <laughs> um, and so what happens is now, like, you're meeting with people. Right. And we're and certain people are bubbling to the surface is kind of being cut from the same cloth. They're like mm-hmm. just like superheroes to me. They're inspiring, really inspiring people. And you, you, this thing that was just a stupid idea becomes almost like a mm-hmm. magnet for a certain kind of energy. And mm-hmm. we've just been like, like just evolving with it. Now we've gotten to the point last year after Chicago. You got what? So, we got to a point after Chicago, after mm-hmm. Escape to Chicago last year, where we actually pause and reflect on what we had accomplished. Mm-hmm. And we started to like now, like literally this morning and over the last several weeks, s- sit down and like piece together more structure um, right. in, in a more intentional way of like who, like, yeah, like you said, who is this? Um, mm-hmm. But to answer your question, I run with Parkdale Roadrunners in, in Toronto. That's like, that's like my homegrown crew. It's one of the big mm-hmm. run crews, one of the OG run crews. Love um, it, love it. There's a lot of run programs that I that I'm a youth kind of program coordinator with, like kickback and okay. start, to, start to finish. So there's those that overlap. And then Escape, that crew has kind of just evolved into its own little thing now. And it's just a bunch yeah. of friends that just like doing wild and crazy stuff. Um, and, and also giving back. Like what we've done this year is we've separated. So we used to be just like everyone would just say it's Escape, like you. Yeah. And then, but we were doing a lot of community work. So now we created our not-for-profit Ubuntu. And so Ubuntu is like, that's the blanket that's mostly the same cats anyway. But yeah. when we're under Ubuntu, we're doing, that's like the charitable component. And what right. that does is it allows Escape to kind of be its own thing. Because mm-hmm. Escape's got its own potential. It's got its own yeah. growth trajectory. So, so now yeah. we've kind of done that. And so you be you be That's, healing me up, you're healing up escape, you're healing up Ubuntu. <laughs> you're healing I love it because it's it's like it's giving me that uh that joint on Instagram with that comedian, I think it's Carlos something, but he was like, All you need is 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 three bad, three bad motherfuckers and you take over the whole planet. <laughs> That's I all really need. I have six. <laughs> I love it. I love it. World domination to come out of Toronto. I love it. Yeah, but man, that's 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 beautiful. That's beautiful. And then I was seeing um I saw a post on your IG because I was I thought you was gonna say it was the fewer roads. Yeah, fewer roads, yeah. Another group. Yeah, yeah. So same yeah. two dudes. So Anok and Dre, both who are part of that escape crew. Um, you know, last year while we were going through the pandemic, we were trying to, we acknowledged that there was a need for, 
for a space that sort of opened mm. up and changed the narrative for black and brown people in, in trails, like outside of the city. I love running trails. Dre loves running trails and Nope as well. And um, obviously it's very difficult to coordinate through the pandemic, but we just kept it on ice. And we're just like, when the right. time's right, we're going to do it. And so we, we just did it. The second, the second we were allowed to have 10 people, we did 10 people. The second we were allowed to have 25, mm. we had 25. We capped it at 50, we had, you know what I mean? Like, even when we capped it at 25, we had 50. So, um, it's so they know, they know where to find you. That's, that's something <laughs> that we realize. It doesn't matter if you put a cap on it. If people know where to find you, they're going to show up. And this is the way we kind of pegged it too, because a lot of people that were registering and signing up weren't runners and they were nervous mm-hmm. as hell. Yeah. And they sign up because they saw something cool on the gram and then they try to unsign up because they're like, I got to do a trail run on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we let them know, like, listen, that's the, that's the point of this. Yeah. So this is an entry point. This is not a run. It's a vibe. Like come and vibe with us. Mm-hmm. And we just so happen we'll be in the trails. And in that, in that space, there's so much area for us to grow as a unit, right? There's mm-hmm. beginners. There's people that you start talking that are up at the front of the pack that are asking all these questions and we can grow however we want. But yeah, Fewer Roads has just been a, a, a really beautiful once a month. Black and brown people connect and we go to a different trail all over, anywhere, out of the city. Um, and we just vibe out in nature. Love it. Love yeah. it. I think we've all, all of us have gotten into more trails, even in Chicago. I know for me, like training for the 50K last year, that like was my first intro into real, like training on trail repetitively, weekly. Like it changes your perspective of running, your relationship with your body, just like being in nature more. It just, it's different than running on the lakefront, obviously. So different. different. And like one of the things that I love, even at a high level about trail running is that on a road, you could like, you could zone out. Yeah. You you know, when you're driving and you go like three blocks and you're like, how the hell did you forget that you drove three blocks? It's not even safe, but you're like, just autopilot. You can autopilot. In trails, you can't. I mean, you you need to know where each foot's going because each foot's got to be intentionally put down. It happens quickly. You get good at it, especially if you're doing ultras. Bless you. Yeah. But, but you. there's something hyper present about running in nature just by just by that alone. Yeah. You need to be present. You, you mm-hmm. don't get to zone out because if you zone out, you're going to hit a tree or trip on a rock or a root. Or go the wrong way. Go the wrong way. Yeah. And it's, it, it actually takes more energy to be on all the time. Mm-hmm. But it's th- that that element of just being hyper present, each step being hyper present is, is real. And mindfulness is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's been, um, it's been good. And how far do you have to go like out of the city to, to, to find a trail? Uh, 30 minutes. Th- yeah. 30 minutes on it. Cause you're going early in the morning anyway. So it's a quick cut through out to the west side or like far south side there's really beautiful forest preserves out there really well kept trails are really nice there's bike trails that you can run on um yeah i was i was i was hoping because this is old train line in inglewood that they're turning into a running trail i was uh i was really hoping that they would make that uh uh urban trail situation like i think one of the runners dropped it in a group chat and i was like that would be so dope if we had like a legit 
like not too technical, but like a nice little urban trail situation. Cause it, that, that line of course has been out of use for like decades. And so there's, mm -hmm. oh, there's growth, there's rocks, there's all this stuff that would have made that so beautiful for the city. Can you go now? Yeah. Like, could you go there? Um, I don't, I don't think it's open just yet. I think it might be opening in the fall or uh, next summer, but I, I, I know it's coming. It's, it's, it's a nice, decent route. I think it might be anywhere between three to six miles. Right, right. It's like this. We I don't know if you're familiar with the 606, but it sounds like a, the 606 for the South Side, Ian, in a way it, where it's like yeah. out and back three miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's gonna it's probably gonna give that kind of vibe and stuff because I think they might do pave too. Yeah, yeah. they might yeah. pave it. Yeah, well, and you know, a few roads. You know, our longer or farther reach. Once a month, we get together, we do a trail run. We've got our next one uh, in Hamilton um, on Saturday. This coming Saturday. And the farther reach for that is we'd love to do every year, just at the end of the year, do like a retreat. They take people out for like a weekend. Yeah. And really lean into the elements. Yeah. So we'll yeah. I really align with that. And how far out do you need to go from Toronto to get to some of these trails? It's similar. Like we, yeah. we sometimes it could be as small as like a 30 minute drive or an hour, like even an hour will get you farther. It's not yeah. too bad. Um, one of the things we're trying to do now too is one of the issues is access. Like, I mean, our, our goal is to sort of chip away at the barriers that prevent black and brown people from getting to trails. And one of them right now is just like, do you have a car? Like you live in right. a city. So we've been doing pretty good as a small unit carpooling and sharing. Right. And you can do that now again. Cause I know for us, we were doing trail, we were doing races out in, out on trails and we we're like, how are people going to come? Because they can't carpool during COVID. Right. So at least there's that you're yeah. able to do that again. It's helping. But our yeah. last one that we did, I had to send out a, a, an email that hurt my heart because I was saying, listen, you've registered, but these 10 people, I just wasn't, we weren't able to coordinate rides. And so mm -hmm. some of the people that are reaching out, like sponsors and whatnot, were like, listen, hold on the shoes right now. What we need is, you know, once a month, a bus. Yeah. Right? Not a big ask, but some type right. of shuttle. It'd be, it'd be nice. Like if not a sprinter, yeah. a bus would be perfect because then you could just say here, there's three pickup spots, get to the mm -hmm. pickup spots. We come through and, and then actually, what I love is that that hour that you're taking to go to the trails or the hour you're taking to come back, that's, that's connection as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's what a community is built. And you got the snacks, you got the songs, you got the music, you got, you know, there's so much more you can get out of this experience now because now everyone's on the bus. Right. Yeah, super communal. So we're working towards it. I mean, we've only done, I think four now. So so, you know, it's just a thing that's growing on the side. Another project that we're just passionate about. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, love it. I feel like you're, you're, you're really good at putting together projects. I see that you do a lot of public uh, speaking and like you're really engaged in the community. Um, and I kind of want to take it back to the escape project. I don't know if you mind, because I'm like, no, if yeah. someone doesn't know, because when I was asking Aaron about it, because we had him on as a guest and I, and we were really excited to hear about his experience just because, you know, being from Chicago, going to Toronto and all that. But then I also listened to your podcast on um, the long run. Oh, yeah. Long run. That's, That's yeah. Podcast, yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting to hear your like behind the scenes curation process of that 
Um, and so for anyone who doesn't know what Escape to Chicago is, can you just like give a rundown just so they have a better understanding? Totally, man. I mean, it's not unlike other ultra relays in that, you know, we, we collectively as a team run nonstop from Toronto, in this case, to Chicago. And so that means we take off at a certain time in Toronto. We break that route down into about 10K segments. Some of them are 8K, some of them are 16K. Sorry, that's like six miles to 10 mile segments. It's okay, we got 10Ks out here. You know what I mean? We have, we we understand kilometers just because we run. Before that, it would have been We're going to put a disclaimer at the front. Uh, Palacho Converters. (laughs) (laughs) Subtitles. What this full talking about? Um, yeah, we 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 map out the route from here to Chicago. We break it into chunks. We try to, for logistics purpose, make those transition areas somewhere where an RV could park, right? So that's where the route might go bigger or less than 10k. Because right, instead of parking on the side of the road, you park in a Walmart parking lot, that kind of thing. And right, literally, right. one runner starts running, does one leg, tag the next. The RV goes to the next transition area, and the next runner gets ready and the runner comes in, tags that next runner, and it, and it continues like that for over 850 kilometers, so over 650 miles, um, nonstop. It's two in the morning, How two in the days? afternoon. So it took us three days and three nights. Okay. Okay. And um, that's wild. That's, that's not a, nor- I mean, that's an extent. That's <laughs> like a, that's an ultra relay. Yeah, and yeah. but here's the thing. Here's the thing. We we lean into the distance, right, and lessen to the speed because part of right. escape is how can we use this event to to inspire more people, to bring more people involved, and make them feel like they can be a part of this, right? When you look at some of the other ultra relays; they're very ego driven. It's really about what your team can do and how badass your team is, and that's dope. But it's unrelatable to a lot of people. And you guys right. with or seven on Sundays know that you have people that are just coming in and they can't even relate to something like a 50K trail run. Like that's right. not even, they don't even know what that means. That's mandatory. Right. And so escape is like, what we try to do is we try to consider everyone. And so part of that means instead of just loading up the teams with the baddest runners, friends, it's like, who are the spirits that you can put in this? Not necessarily the best runners, but like, hey, who can you tolerate on an RV for three days or three nights? Mm. But also, who are these superheroes in their own respective communities and what they represent in their own respective communities? Put them in regardless of their running ability because collectively, we're going to figure it out, Mm -hmm. right? And so what that means is you've got OG runners as a part of this who've done Escape to New York and maybe have done Speed Project and some of these other projects. But you've also got a guy like Kofi Hughes who used to play in the NFL, but isn't necessarily, is not a distance runner by any means. Right, right, right. Nervous. Straight up and down. Or you get the coach, uh, one of the coaches, Lindsay, from the 504th in, in New Orleans, who is mm-hmm. like, yo, this is ambitious. It's a lot of kilometers. Mm-hmm. And we're like, nah collectively we got this and so for sure that makes it that makes it a lot more um connectable for people because Mm -hmm. people can be like i know Lindsay, you know or i know kofi Mm -hmm. he's not he's not he's not a distance runner but there he is battling the elements Mm -hmm. and when you actually break down the distance to be honest the running 
It's not the hardest part, mm-hmm. right? Three days and three nights. That's it right there. How your body functions with not a lot of sleep, with a lot yeah. of agitation. Mm-hmm. And then also you did, you, when you map out roots this long, they're not, yeah. um, they're not guaranteed. Like there's yeah. problem solving that happens. People get yeah. injured. Now you got to switch up the order and now there's a roadblock. Now there's this or that. So all of yeah. these things are actually the most exciting part because it's an adventure. It's the adventure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And- <laughs> Courtney, it's the adventure. And exactly. but the thing that I okay, but the thing I'm I'm also curious about is like I don't feel like anyone can just pull up. You have to be invited because it's it's like your crew because it's not like a speed project. Yeah. It's not yeah. like a HTC. Y'all is exclusive, and so not it's yet. like not how yet. can I participate? And when yeah. is that going to happen? When, when he first came to us, me and was like, "Oh, this is so cool! Like, yeah, like this is amazing. We we would love to be a part of it." He was like, "No, nah." This ain't for you. I was invited. I'm like, he was like, he was like, nah, I'm just, I'm kind of just doing this with my friends. You know, I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, it, shit. And that's because, that's because, and I'll tell you, and it's evolving. I'll tell you this. Let me give you a hint. It's evolving. Yeah. And if our, if our goal and our intention is to share this energy with more people, then I'll just leave it at that. It, it makes sense that but, it evolves into a space where more people but, can access it. But you know what? Like, I, I at the same time, like I'm, I'm being funny about it, but like I, I completely understand yeah. the reasoning. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because it is such an intimate process and stuff like that. And I, I, I completely respect it and don't necessarily see a need for change. But if it does, it would be fucking awesome. No, but it will but, always have the element. It will always have the element yeah. of care around the energy in the brain. Yeah. And so what that yeah. means is. I could have easily, I got some badass runner friends. I could have easily built New York and Chicago around the dopest, baddest runners. But if you watch those unfold, it'd be boring as hell. I promise you. It'd be boring. It's not a story. (laughs) And I'm not going to call out names. And I love Speed Project, but like I watched some teams and it was like, it was badass running. I guess. It's like, you're fast. Cool. Congratulations. It's like ego, right? But ego yeah. is personal. It's such an individual or a team thing. And what you saw was in some of those events is it looks like it's a community thing. But once that gun goes off, you're right yeah. back in an RV with the same people you run with back home. And that's all you see. Yeah. There's, no, there's no cross-pollination. There's no groups meeting other groups. Once the gun goes off, it's you, your team, your mm-hmm. ego, and a finish line. Right. And that's exactly the opposite of what we want to do and so what we'll do is we'll if we do open it up to more people there will always be an element that forces groups to mingle to community Mm -hmm. to grow for people to be to be exposed to not have the control to say oh these are my six runners we know how we run we got a plan to be like oh you're part of this and part of this means you need to learn how to work with these other people because that that social kind of interaction Mm-hmm. is what brings real growth you know yeah. what I mean? real inspiration is watching these people and, and so the other thing i'll say too courtney is like the people that are even on the radar are people who show up in their own communities and i reached mm-hmm. out to ian and aaron because i thought a i'm like oh boy we got to come into the into chicago through the south side <laughs> and I'm, I'm responsible for the safety and i'm like this i got a problem but then as I'm doing some research and I find out, actually, it was Tim Rossi who put me on to you guys. 
Mm-hmm. It was Tim Rossi and I was sitting there on the day the pandemic the pandemic happened. We were in Chicago doing some scouting. Mm-hmm. And I told him, I said, like, I'm struggling right now with the South Side. Like, what's the mm-hmm. route? Like, how do I get through there? And he said, he told me about seven on Sundays. And when I looked you guys up and I actually peeled back some layers, I was like, I was like, this is it. And I showed mm-hmm. it to the squad. I'm like, this is this is our vibe. Like, these guys are changing the narrative of an area of Chicago using running and community and vibes, man, mm-hmm. we fell in love with you before we even reached out. <laughs> so it was I natural. I might've been playing hard to get, but secretly when I reached out, I was like, <laughs> if, they, if they want in, they're in. <laughs> I, had to I, to make it. It. I didn't but, want to make it too easy. You know what? Listen, we took you out to dinner. He told you it was pretty, whatever we needed to do. No, it was, it was but like, a natural but, thing. But I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that because it's like, you know, there is the stigma to the South Side and stuff like that. But, you know, there are so many beautiful neighborhoods to run through. There's so many beautiful avenues and boulevards that you can glide through without any major issues. Like, man, I, I love my people. I mean, you know, to be a little bit not politically correct here, like, you know, we run through quote unquote, these rough neighborhoods and stuff like that. And some of our best cheerleaders then been the been then the cats on the block early in the morning getting money. You know what I'm saying? The hypes who then got theirs that morning. So they they on the bus stop feeling good, you know? So it's like they see that and they respect that. Like they know, you know what I'm saying? It's they they know what we out there doing. They understand what we're doing. They understand we not on the same time that they on and they respect that. You yeah. know, it's like, it's, it's like the kind of like stereotype, it's like the stereotype of the old adage, like, you know, in every, like above the rim, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, that's the who, but that's, he going, he going to the league. Don't mess with him. He's not going to be in the streets. He's not doing this, that, and third. And it's kind of like that, that same kind of feeling when we run into these communities. It's just like, there go these niggas with these high shorts, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> here doing this white boy shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then and then and you know what's funny? And and I I was we dipped into Chicago a couple of weeks ago um, for a concert, and I and I surprised the Aaron there. I missed you. I was hoping to surprise <laughs> you, but um, but it's felt. And then you see that curiosity, right? It's to me everything's exposure. Even the work I do with kids, first step exposure, right? Mm-hmm. Because. For a lot of people in those areas, they don't they haven't seen someone that looks like them running through the sh- streets with short sat shorts. And then the <laughs> next thing you know, it's like, hey, wait, maybe I should try. And I was there, and there were cats that were part of that crew that, you know, I listened to the stories. I was talking with a bunch of them, and like they they were on the block before they were with seven running with seven on Sundays. Mm-hmm. And that evolution yeah, one at a time, man. One at a time you're changing an entire neighborhood, an entire stigma, one at a time. And that's beautiful, man. So that, when you say, Courtney, you know, like how do do people get involved? It's less about your personal accreditations. It's less about your PBs and your, you know, your Boston qualifying times and all this stuff. And it's more about like how you show up in your community because that when people now, your people in your community watch what you're up to, and when seven on Sundays, people are like, what the hell did Aaron get himself into now? He's running on this thing on the, you know, <laughs> and then they get to be a part of it. Like then mm-hmm. we roll up there and they get to run to the finish line with Aaron. Like 
that's that's what we want for this thing. That's the potential and the impact that we see this particular event as over building up our own personal egos and like, look what we did, look where we ran. It's like, who can we bring with us? For sure. Um, and you also did a document, uh, like a documentary on this process, right? So like, how did that unfold? Yeah, so CLA, the hat company, uh, they're from Canada. Um, mm-hmm. Say that again. CLA. How do you say CLA. it? You no one knows that? how to say it. Nobody here. knows. Nobody. <laughs> CLA. 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 It's a CLA. Okay. Say it how you want, man. You make it fancy no. if you want. You man, because people be saying CL. That's silly to me, man. It's silly. <laughs> it's silly. I said CLA. Yeah, no, it's like Target. You say Target. People are like, oh, damn. You shot me. It's that French influence in, in yeah. up there in Canada. Yeah, no, they're dope. I mean, they're everywhere. They're in all kinds of running pockets and we've yeah. loved them. They were supportive from New York right in the beginning when we did Escape to New York. Mm-hmm. And what was interesting about New York was we had nothing, like we had nothing to show for, for our idea. We said we're doing Escape to New York, but we had never done that before. We had no merit, no concept was not proven. No experience. So anybody who took a chance on us from those days had a special place in our heart because we believed it, yeah. but they had no reason to believe it. And so they were a part of that. So when we came back and said, we're going to do Chicago, we had already proven how we could, how we could pull off New York. And they said that they were doing a series of documentaries and they wanted to feature ours as one. And so we were able to go back to Jason's one of our guys. Anyway, he, he was, a, he's our videographer, our in-house family. Mm-hmm. And so that's how it kind of unfolded where, where, um, where CLA was able to help produce a documentary um and jason and justin and their production company tenfold was able to they, they were on the rv not sleeping eating noodles just like us right and they shot the documentary and then what i did was i went back kind of as a gift to jason because he's been shooting stuff for me two years ago just for fun like just because he wanted to get into videos and he was out right. in the community shooting stuff for free and so we were like you know what Let's not just let this video come out online first. Let's do an in-person screening. Let's bring the community together. A lot of escape is these fundraisers that we do leading up to it to raise money for yeah. the organizations we support. So let's bring everyone out. And so we did that on May 5th. Um, <clears throat> we got one more screening next week, Wednesday. And then after that, the, the film will be uh, released to the public via CLA or Chele or... So right. a seal. Well, you got be, it. It'll be released on there <laughs> online. We might need to get a theater out here real quick. You know, let's let's see if AMC still doing that. Rent a theater out for a hundred dollars. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I would do. Package. I would do Harper Theater out here in uh, High Park. That would be that would be my choice. And we talked about it. I mean, it'll be it'll be available online. But sometimes just bringing people together and having them sit down and focused and. You know, um, so like that's how the doc came about. The funny thing is, Jason was going to shoot it anyway. I mean, he yeah. just loves what we do. <laughs> he gets what we do. Yeah, you have and, to document it. Yeah. And he's he's about storytelling, but also he knows because he's a part of all of the charitable stuff we do anyway. Yeah. So if he's not wearing an apron and serving food, he's taking photos and taking videos. And his growth has been in parallel with ours. So having CLA jump on was really just an added bonus to not only give him some funding, 
but also give them some like a little bit more breadth in terms of sharing it. So what did you capture the training and the race or is it primarily focused on the race? Just the race and also the community, yeah. the community. So right. as I said, like the running wasn't the focus. A lot of these yeah. guys knew what they had to do. We told them when they came on board, this is how much running you need to do. But uh-huh. also it wasn't about you need to do this much. It was like, this is about how much running you need to be prepared. But sometimes the best runners underperform because who's to say the guy who can handle the most amount of, or the girl who can handle the most amount of mileage doesn't get injured or doesn't, or doesn't act well under, under little sleep. Maybe a badass runner, but under your own very controlled. Yeah. You could be a badass runner when you in tip top shape. Exactly. You know, 12, 10 hours of sleep, a good breakfast, all of that. But exactly. when that pressure applied, everybody, everybody's body is different. I've right. seen it. I've seen it. And the truth is, like, that actually is more bankable. Your best runners that come in with all of the running credibility often underperform because their running credentials are tied to very strict and controlled environmental and circumstantial yeah. characteristics. Then the guy who comes in who's really just a wild out dude but loves to party all night, he's killing it because 10K is nothing to him. Plus, he's used to not sleeping. <laughs> he's just like, yo, let's go. Right. And that person who was like smashing the runs is like, we'll do two or three legs. And then they're like, I can't do another one. I'm, my body's hurting. Yeah. And then the can't other guy, like, he's just not right. sleeping. So he's like, I'll take it. Let's go. And then he goes and jumps in. Yeah. I was just saying in the uh, group chat the other day that my worst marathon, the marathon that I cramped up at at eight at Mount 18 and was struggling to get across that finish line was during a training process where I drank the less. Okay. There yeah. was no hangover long runs. You know, I wasn't, I was barely having anything to drink that too. But the other ones, when I was living my life, you know, getting lit, but hitting my workouts and stuff like that, man. Race day was not a problem. My body's like, we can handle this. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we do. Not training advice, training. y'all. That is not training advice. No, not yeah. But also live your life, though. You your know, training plan. <laughs> I see that all the time, man. Running, like running, should be a part of your life. It yeah, it doesn't need to. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. That's just you shouldn't boring. have to sacrifice in order to perform a certain way. Like, I mean, I, it, it makes sense in some circumstances where maybe you have a goal, but it's like when you're running for a lifetime, you can't do that your entire life. It's not sustainable. It's not. You, you tighten things up a little bit closer. Here to and there. Goals. Yeah. Yeah. But, but to me, it's boring if you're like squeezing this thing all the time, saying no to you know, fried chicken, all this. It doesn't make sense. Like, what what are you living for? Running's cool, but it's not everything. No. You know, so the doc didn't really focus on the training. It focused on a lot of the community work that we did leading up to it. Mm-hmm. It focused on these heroes. They're heroes to me, man. These are people that, like, that show up in their community and they represent something in their community. So I wanted to kind of share who these people were and sort of what it is about them that makes them inspiring enough to be a part of the project. And then we, we looked at the race. Um, the other thing that we added to Chicago that was fresh and different from New York was we added these community 10Ks or these community runs. Yeah. Right? We did the 10K to send it off. We did a little run in Detroit, the midway point, and we did a run in Chicago to the finish line. And that was just another way to like 
Let people be a part of it. Instead of watching from the outside, come on the inside. Put this escape shirt on. Like, roll with us. Run with us. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I love that, that. That was dope for us, man. Like, that was dope. And, you, and that was a focus. Do you have, uh, so you said you're taking kind of a break for a little bit. You're going to release the doc. Is there a plan to to come back with another I don't know what that, what's that word, break? What's that mean? What's that? I mean, <laughs> you said what? Well, maybe it was between New York and Chicago that you said you took a second, but like, or a breath, but like, what's what's next, I guess, for yeah. the escape situation? Yeah, so, okay, so here's something that we uh, we haven't really, we haven't launched yet, but okay. no better place. So here we are. <laughs> um, bah, bah. <laughs> Ian's lit. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so we, we're not doing like a full-scale escape. There's a lot of planning and a lot of logistics to do something that's three days and three nights safety, which is crazy. So this yeah. year, we're not doing that. But uh, October 16th, there's a new sponsor for our Toronto uh, Marathon, uh, the Toronto Waterfront Marathon. It's TCS. Mm-hmm. These are the same oh, cats. Yeah. yeah, they're the same cats who do oh, New York, yeah. same cats who do, they do London. They just jumped on as a new sponsor. And we felt like there was no better time to say what's up, to open up the doors to Toronto than that race weekend. So we're doing, two things are happening that weekend. One, we're doing a little Bridge the Gap warm up. So Bridge the Gap is like this, this is an OG cruise, like Bridge Runners New York came up with this idea where they would bring, crews would take turns all over the world hosting a race and Mm -hmm. all the crews would jump in. So the race would happen. But all the events around it, the shakeout, the pre-run dinner, the post-run party, all of that was hosted by like a resident run crew in the city. Mm -hmm. And so Parkdale hosted last time, 2015. And we felt like 2022 was a perfect time to to do a little little, um, tribute to that. So we're doing another Bridge the Gap type thing here on that weekend. And also to kick off the weekend, we said, if there's going to be crews coming into the city anyway, let's we do a little, there. let's yeah. Well, here's the thing now to Courtney's question. We said, let's do a little escape pop-up. Mm-hmm. Not for us, for all the crews. Okay. So anybody coming in, and we're going to launch this real soon. Anybody coming into Toronto that weekend, the Friday before, we're going to have an escape from Niagara Falls all the way to Toronto. It's 12 hours nonstop. And it's not us. This is open to anybody who's trying to register and wants to be down with that escape vibe. And it's the purpose is to like mingle up the crew. So you can run with any crew you want. You you will kick it off at midnight at night. Is this what's that? Is is this is this a pickup ultra relay? It's a pickup ultra relay. Or this is it. This is escape vibe. People people ask like when you said, How can we be down? So we said, like, like, let's just open this up. If crews are here anyway, let's So we're gonna we're gonna open up the registration probably first second week of June. Okay. And see who's down. We'll hit up crews like we'll connect to you guys directly and say, listen, how many people from your crew are probably coming through? And what will look like is that like anybody who wants to run can decide where along this route. It's a gorgeous run from Niagara all the way through midnight at Niagara Falls. You don't even have to share the falls with the tourists. It's just you and the falls. And then we run all the way to Toronto and the finish line would be sort of the kickoff for that race weekend. Nice. As and and what, what, when is race weekend? Did you already say? October 16th is the actual Sunday, I think. 
Okay. So ours, I think, takes place on the 14th, Friday the 14th mm-hmm. of October. Yeah, the 14th of October, midnight at Niagara. So people coming in, we'll probably organize rides for, for out-of-towners to get to the falls for midnight. Anyone that wants to kick off the race and people that mm-hmm. want to jump in later in the race can do that. It's not even a race. It's a vibe, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark your be, calendars, y'all. Yeah, 12 hours. Come through. Party. 12 hour party just to kick off that race. Yeah. He's like, you're speaking my language. Yes. Let's go. And we'll have some kind of thing like if the t-shirt will have all the crews on it. So it shows that it's repping everybody because that's what Escape is really set out to do. Shake it up. Mm -hmm. I love that. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Sounds like fun. So all right. So you're also a Lululemon ambassador. Like what what what's all that about? What are you doing with them? It's I mean it's um, it's different for all the ambassadors, I'd imagine. Um, you know. Also, how did you manage to be an ambassador for Lululemon, but also work with CL? Okay, CLA. So the nice thing about CLA, CL, Chele, is <laughs> they, you know, they're one of these brands that plays really nice in the sandbox with all brands. That's dope. That's it's dope. dope. Like they, they don't really, I don't think, at least not yet pose too much of a problem. They're also very specific. Like they've started to branch out into shoes and athletic gear, but their real bread and butter are their dope ass hats. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so they're the one brand that everyone just kind of like plays nicely with. So it's never, yeah. CLA has never been, this has never been an issue. Also, Lulu's not too, they're not too sedity with that stuff, to be honest, at least in my experience. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm loyal to the brand for all the opportunities that they've, that they've thrown my way. Um, yeah. They do a lot here at least, but I see in Chicago too. They do a lot in community spaces. They put a lot of money and energy and, and resources into community spaces, spaces, which isn't, you know, not a lot of brands do as much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, aside from having a lot of stretchy clothes, um, <laughs> garments, bro. That Lulu shit, garments, bro. Feels it's nice. It's crazy. It's soft as butter, it's man. Slick, man. It's, it's slick. But the best part is really that I get to work with a lot of cool people. Yeah. Right? yeah. I meet a lot of cool yeah. people. I met, I met Kofi through that avenue. Liz, right, who was a part of the project. Yeah, you know? the Chicago Lulu team is is amazing. I, yeah. I love them. Through Kayla, and through. Kayla, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. so, yeah. Um, yeah, to me, over and above the year, which is wonderful, it's the people. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's what it really what it needs to be if you're going to be have a partnership, be an ambassador for any brand. It's like you need to actually rock with them because otherwise it just feels transactional. It's transactional. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I'm being honest, man. I'm not an influencer. Like, I'm, I'm not. Like, I'm you not. are, though. Well, you are. Oh, it's you oh, it's You're time. an influential oh, okay, to person. Okay, I'm, I'm yeah, not a role model. You're a person of influence. <laughs> I don't like the word. I, see, here's the thing. You here's can, the thing. A person of influence. It sounds like you're influencing someone. Like, I want them to do what I want them to do. I would rather inspire people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I want you to do whatever you want to do in your circle. I get that if I wear something, people might wear it, or if I do something, or if I advertise something. But I'm the worst at that stuff, too, because truthfully, I'm so busy in the spaces in real life, and then driving off, and then I got the kids, and then... By the time the photos come through and I get around to posting it, the thing's a week already done. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not one of those people who in the moment will stop and like, oh, kind of post this yeah. and throw it up. Like, you're, you'll are you see me tagged and stuff because I'm in it. I'm in yeah. it, like physically in it because I'll yeah. put the priority in that, in the physical space. And then, mm. 
yeah, a week or so later, I'm like, oh shoot, I gotta look at my post and be like, last week, May 5th, yeah. we did this because why? Because right after we were done fewer roads, I was driving people home. And then right. I was even late and then I had to get dinner ready. And then I had to get my workout in. And then I so by the time I actually get around to like circling back, I can't even repost half the stuff because it's already past right. 24 hours. Yeah. Right, right, but, Influencer in that sense, in that like. I don't exist in that plane. You, you don't. Yeah, I mean, you're not an IG influencer, but you are a person of influence and people respect you. And I think that that's really important because the things that you do, people pay attention to and um, you're making moves. And so it's like, even though you're not pushing people to do anything, you are influencing people to live healthier lifestyles. Like mm. you're, you know, like you're influencing people to like prioritize their longevity. And that's, I think, something that all of us do here that like really care about running and really care about community building. I love that, yeah, yeah. man. I, I agree Folks, with that, for sure. Folks just don't want to be called an ice cream cake. He a tiramisu, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, like, I like, do this shit, okay? But you know what you said is true because you know, when you look at Gumbo, you look at Seven on Sundays, and I've been making this distinction a lot in the last year where people come in and use community. It's this catchphrase, community, building community, building community. And I'll step in and be like, drawing a clear line between an event and community. Uh, an event happens and community can come and then it disappears and it's gone. You want to do an event, get some food, get a location, people will come. A yeah. community is, some, is a space that people can rely on. It's a space that people can slowly approach and come to and they trust it. And they find safety there. And you're not going to create that space if it pops up once and it's gone. Something you do in order to rely on something, it's got to be there. So for people that are creating those spaces, you got to have commitment. You got to say, this isn't a one, this isn't a one-time thing. We're committed to being here every week. It's consistency. We're committed to that consistency. Yeah. And the consistency is what, to me, that investment, that, you know, that, Investment is what creates real, genuine community because you, Courtney, you, Ian, Aaron, you showing up, it's like, to me, I always think of it like hopscotch. You know, you're spinning the rope and some people are quick to jump in and they're already jumping. But a lot of people are just standing on the edge and they get close and then they back away. And then they get a little closer and then they back away because they're nervous. And all the while, some people are running in, jumping, jumping, jumping. But we keep the rope spinning. Right. Mm. It's always the there, inviting people to hop in. It's always there. Right. And it may not be this time. It may not be next time. But as long as those ropes are spinning, those people are going to eventually get pulled in. They're going to yeah. get pulled in and they're going to do it. And that's, that's like my goal is just keep those ropes spinning. Wherever you're at, keep them spinning. And that's what people like you, Courtney, Ian, Aaron, like all the people that I look up to, I see them out there spinning the rope. And sometimes there's no one in there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Sometimes yeah. there's nobody in there skipping, but you're still spinning the rope. Why? Because you're creating that space. Yeah, yeah. I'm using it. I'm taking it. I'm using it. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was amazing. That was poetic. Yeah, next thing you know, it, Quinn's about to come out with a book. You know what I mean? Right. Okay, with these words. <laughs> yeah, it's came like that right now. Hot scots. Right. I love it. I love it. Um, I'm having a blast, man. I really am. And 
I love the people that I'm meeting. I love that I got to connect with you guys even through this journey. And I also know secretly that it's like just scratching the surface. Oh, for sure. Just scratching. Someone, someone literally the other day uh, told me they're like, you've taken running like as far as it can go. Someone who's not in running. Because from an outside, outside perspective, people have no idea that there's just this vast vast opportunity here that's like never ending it's infinite it's infinite in the sense that like you could literally take it anywhere yeah. and even with like ian and i doing this podcast and seeing where the opportunities are coming from this and then it's just like we never started this thinking like oh then we're gonna do that and then we're gonna capitalize on this and it's like it just unfolds and it's actually really mind blowing to see the way that like opportunities continuously come up and then have taken us into new directions within running because it's like this isn't even part of it it's to your point, it's just scratching the surface because there's so much more that can be done. And on top of yeah. that, as we age, that's just, just going to get more and more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. Like Courtney, do you remember your first 5k? I haven't done a 5k. 10k. <laughs> like running wise. Yeah. yeah. Like, but I, yeah. It's, but the first time you ran 10k, like, yeah. Like at that point, it was the finish line. It was the ultimate. It was the top of the mountain. Yeah. Right. And then you yeah. get there, and next thing you know, you're like, "What's this half marathon thing these guys are talking about?" And then next thing you know, yeah. up. and the next thing you know, you run. like, even the marathon, as yeah. all encompassing, it's got its own name. It's like already it's just said. That's not, not just even the ceiling. It's and not ultras. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ro- my my uh, Zach Zach Swedes and Rosalie lit from seven on Sundays. Just did Ice Age, the fifty mile. What this past weekend? Yeah, you know what I'm saying like. I never, <laughs> you could just keep going. And then, and then again, if you take away, that's just as an individual, how far can you go alone? Don't even talk to me about how far you can go collectively. Yeah. It's a different conversation. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's infinite. Like you said, Quinn, it's yeah. infinite. and yeah. it's beautiful for that reason, because it will continue to be there to grow with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's really interesting because like, even I was listening to you earlier, when you were saying how, you know, you have your day job and you show up with the running and stuff like that. So it's not your career and whatnot. And, you know, it made me think about myself, like this is slowly becoming my career. When I started this, uh, when I started seven on Sundays, I was working at Nike. When mm-hmm. seven on Sundays had its growth, I was somewhere between working at a rail yard or delivering food and stuff like that. But now here I am today with the running store, you know, with this podcast, with seven on Sundays, you know, becoming like a a legitimate organization and stuff like that. And it is slowly becoming um, a career choice for me. And I never thought that I would be in the world of sport in this way and be able to influence and impact runners and the community that I live in and the way that we do. And it's, it's been amazing. And it's like, even still with that, where I'm, where I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on the community and I'm doing my part, playing my part. But then now also, because it is becoming a career choice, looking at certain, uh, certain avenues and directions to go uh, as far as a career choice, like it's just opened up running and sport even so much more. And I was like, no idea that I could do this. No idea yeah. that this could be a route for me, you know? Mm-hmm. Your timing was impeccable. I think what you guys, what you guys started when I, and I, I mean, I stumbled on you when I did it. You guys were already at it, but like even the growth that I've seen in the last couple of years from you guys, um, and not even just numbers, 
like just genuine impact people that live and breathe the space that you provided mm-hmm. and it's is really amazing man. And anything that yeah. you know other runners or people can do to touch it be a part of it is really inspiring to me yeah not, not all three of us all three of us would be nowhere without without these people who yeah. you know trust and believe in us and show up to these runs these events these community gatherings whatever we do you know like they they make all of this possible and i'm super grateful personally that's it yeah i mean man i can't and you guys got me missing chicago i just got back come, come on come back and next time yeah, hit us know. up yeah, I will. I, you know what? The funny thing about it is I really, I kept so quiet the first couple of days because I really wanted to surprise seven on Sundays. Right. I really yeah. wanted to. So I, didn't I, I think I, I think you came the weekend of my birthday. I did. That's oh. why you guys were Dude, walking out the night. It was, I could not you missed get a party. out of my bed. Yeah, I he could, wasn't you there. You should have said something because I would have wanted you to come to my birthday. Yeah. But like, dude, like, like Karen, she got up. She's like, babe, I'm going to go for this run. I couldn't even say bye, bro. I was dead. I was dead. That that's okay. When I, heard, <laughs> when I heard that, I was like, that's okay. That's like probably the only excuse I could have taken. <laughs> you know? Like anything else I had to answer. As soon as they said that, I was like, okay, okay. okay. Uh, man, had, had I been we there with like, Bring bring folks to the house, man. Bring them to the house. Let me make us some pancakes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Post-run recovery. So what do you guys have lined up for this year? Like, what are you guys excited for this year? Aside from Toronto in October. Oh, yeah. It's happening. We're doing it. We're doing it. Uh, you said October? I got to retype yeah. this text. I'll I just text Karen. Yeah, like, you said Toronto weekend of the 14th. Yeah, I had to write that down. Let me, I'm going to bring it back. See what, how people uh, feel about it. Yeah. But, I mean, like, what else you guys got lined up? Oh, we got things, baby. We got things. Listen, listen. Hey, I'm going to... Aaron, I'm sorry. But listen, we got we got the unsanctioned summer coming. Okay. Okay. Like we got okay. we got we got races. We got partnership with other races who be doing races all over the place. Okay. So they be coming here. You know what I'm saying? I can't say no names yet. Okay. Like, okay. Okay. Seven on Sundays has a really fun and eventful summer for runners to come and enjoy. And it's very mindful for the people who's participating in marathon training and stuff like that. Um, we got some team community building um, events coming up and stuff like that. And so, you know, our, the runners are important. We're doing these things for the runners. But I do want to say here that anybody who's listening who see these, who see our events and might, and might say to themselves, I can't do that. We still, we still would love for you to come out and cheer. Cheer the runners on who say they can do that and want to give it a shot because like, your energies at this race is just as important as every step that these runners take while they are out there. So if you don't buy a ticket to participate, that's super cool. Come and enjoy the vibes. That's my biggest thing for this summer and seven on Sunday's program. Facts. Facts. Oh, by the way, we'll be there for Chicago. I mean, in October, that's the week before our thing. We'll be with you guys. Yeah. We're coming yeah. We'll back with you. Yeah. <laughs> right. We'll just hop on over. I know for Gumbo Fit, like we, so within the pandemic, we put on eight races in six months. And so we did everything from a half marathon to a full marathon. We did 5Ks and it was like, and it was out in forest preserves. It was extremely COVID um, conscious and safe. And so that was like, 
it, that was our way of giving to the community an opportunity to actually come out and like be amongst other people. Um, because even, you know, during the pandemic, when we took a break and then came back and we realized just how important, like, it was just a, a moment of like, yeah, we knew this was important, but it's, it's, it's like people's once a week, uh, community hour, yeah. right. It's like social hour. And so, um, from there, and cause I'm, I know you're really familiar with seven on Sundays. And so I'm just kind of for background, from there, you know, once we were able to have like a marathon program last year, we trained like 35 runners to run the marathon, which was great. And then this year, instead of doing that, we're kind of like, okay, how can we take a step back and identify upcoming leaders in this, in this running community so that we can empower them to also maybe start their own run clubs or their own communities in their own way? Because we you know we don't, for me, it's not so much of like gumbo fit is just a run club. It's a fitness initiative with running as a pillar. Mm. And, and so there can be an expansion beyond that. And so looking at what that can be and starting first at like, okay, we've created a platform. We've, we've cultivated this community, but then it's like who in this community can take, take the reins Mm -hmm. and go on, you know, and do their own thing because at the end of the day, I'm evolving as a runner, as a leader, and I can't do everything that I used to do all the time. And I love switching it up and trying new things. My biggest thing is like, I don't really like doing the same thing I did last year. And so, um, right now we have an accelerator program, um, and just allowing people to like experience leading a run club, leading a fitness initiative through gumbo fit. Um, and then beyond that, we're going to be dabbling in more track things, but we're kind of, we're in a phase of like slowing down in a sense to then prepare for a larger expansion. Um, because last, the last like year, year and a half, we really went ham on like curating all Mm -hmm. the things. Mm -hmm. And so I'm excited to see what seven on Sundays does in providing like these opportunities. Cause like, I'm like, (laughs) I'm not putting together a race this year (laughs) and it's like, you know, maybe I'll come out, you know, next year and do something, but I'm also at a place where like, there's a level of, of like curation that I, I really want to be present, um, as well, because gumbo media is gumbo fit is a part of gumbo media. And it's a very, it's a much larger yeah. entity. And so I'm, I'm thinking about it on a variety of levels, but as far as the fitness goes, I'm just really trying to like uplift other people and just kind of like see how everybody else is doing this year and like provide space and make sure that everybody feels welcomed in all communities, not just like, yeah taking ownership of like, oh, this is gumbo fits people. It's like, I think uh, Chicago is a city where the run clubs really mingle within themselves in a different way than other cities. And so like when one is pulling back, the other one will kind of fill space and it kind of goes back and forth like that. And we really support each other. So I think it's, it's all working in harmony. It looks like that. Yeah. It looks like Chicago is just one big, crew with all these little like subsections like everyone just vibes out yeah it's it's it's, it's, one of the things you said like resonated because you know you sort of step back and say like i don't want gumble fit just to be this entity that we created like listening to what people need and want and like what's the what that's to me building community is is just as much creating the space as listening to what's needed in the space right yeah That'd be the equivalent of like changing how fast or slow you turn those ropes, right? What does that person need to get in? And if you're just always like, oh, we just, this is the speed, 
that person may never get in, right? If Dumbo's always super fast. So it's good to say, okay, well, what does our city need? What do our people need, right? Yeah. You said they needed events? Yeah, because it was COVID. The people needed those opportunities. But now you can pause and say, okay, what, what's needed now? Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, Ian can step in with Aaron and these guys can be like, okay, we got this right now. Take a breather. And like that listening aspect is huge. It's yeah. Huge. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I think our first race, um, I was listening, I was thinking about our episode count and how we drop episodes. So I want to say that I could say this because this episode won't come out for another, what, like two weeks maybe? But like... <laughs> but like Hopefully uh, it'll come out I, next week. Oh my God. Okay, well then, I'm sorry. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> we know our turnover like, is pretty first, quick. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 our first race for the summer is like a wild-ass, like, two mile race you know it's an open two mile of open two miles for men open two miles for women and then it culminates with the team medley you know relays yeah. and it's on the south side you know um i'm not going to say we're here but it's it's on the south side it, it's going to highlight uh, a part of the south side that we don't explore too often it's because mm-hmm. it's like it's 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 in a place where everybody is familiar with but then it goes to a place where you might not have known because i didn't even know this was over there and so it's it's going to be really fun it's going to be awesome it's going to um you know be in line i just realized the juneteenth is father's day so um shifting the dates around a little bit but it's going to be in celebration of you know our people and our community and stuff like that so just fun vibes fun vibes and then for last lap we got we got some beautiful marathon centered activities going on for the summer. You know, just trying to support our runners who are training for the Chicago Marathon uh, with some week, weekly runs and stuff like that. Because I mean, the uh, between Gumbo, uh, uh, League of Their Own, you know, through Run Two, Heartbreak, all of them have so much of the marathon training down packed with uh, the long runs, the track workouts, all of that stuff, you know, last lap is just slide in there to, to help you out with some of that supplemental things that you need to get through this in a very healthy way and stuff like that. So we'll have a couple of events and weekly runs for our marathon runners and people who just want to just get into it, you know? Yeah, because I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing, the most important aspect is our weekly engagement. Yeah. Like, the races are fun, but then it's like everybody still wants to cult- like come together. Like for y'all, it's Tuesdays and Sundays. For us, it's Saturdays. And it's like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what really matters. It's what they bank on. It's what they count yeah. on. It's, it's always there for them, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They rely on it. So we huh. provide it. Man, we, yeah. I catch formal all the time. I know a bunch of us like see what you guys are doing down there. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, we really appreciate you joining us and hopefully next time you're in in Chicago, we can like at least like grab a beer or something. I won't be sneaky sneaky next time. No, dude, (laughs) sometimes look, I'm not sometimes it's necessary to sneak through a city. I do it, too. Like you're not trying to let everybody know because it's like that's a lot of energy. But, you know, when you feel it, we'll be here. Yeah. Okay. exactly. Yeah. Next time for sure. Right out the gates. I'm like, I'm coming out. Amazing. Man, appreciate yeah. you. Thank you, bro. I'm gonna let you get back to the yeah. rest of your day, all of the planning you're doing. I mean, I don't know what you're building out there, nuclear bombs, clean energy. <laughs> right. I he just no said idea, his but... job title. He didn't go into details. He said, I work in a nuclear situation. I'm just gonna drop that, that shit. Pop, like, pop, 
I love right you, time, man. All right. <laughs> yeah, big love, man. Love you guys. And I'll see you soon for sure, no doubt. Peace, Wonderful. bro. Peace. Bye, man. That was a great interview. I love it. I really appreciate Quentin. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. New guy, Quentin. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I mean, what, 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 what him and his six homies are doing out in Toronto and, you know, coming over here across the border, it's like, it's, it's amazing. I can't wait to go out there and really soak in that love and soak in that energy. Um, Aaron has talked up Toronto pre all of this running stuff. So he loves the city. He talks it up. I've been wanting to go. You feel yeah. me? Uh, shouts out to Remy. What's good, yeah. Remy? Remy? I took her on that three-mile run thinking that she'd be knocked out. I mean, she basically was knocked out for the entire interview. And then so she like she like she likes to act record? up. She likes you to still act record? Up. Are you done yet? He said, like, who talking right now? <laughs> All right, right. I love it. Yeah. I love it. But yo, before we hopped on, when you talked about the fact that you went for a run, how do you feel after this run? I feel really good. And you know what? I've been like, I kind of, I feel like, let me know if I didn't, but I feel like I've been talking to you about like just me diving deeper into my recovery more and paying more attention mm-hmm. to like taking Epsom salt baths more often, like in giving massages more often and just simply taking it slow. And so I started with a run walk. Um, and I've been doing like, and that's also been like my, a really good way to bring Remy into running with me because we mm-hmm. have her in very like strict training. Um, I don't yeah. play with her. And so, um, <laughs> cause you know what I mean? And I think, and two, I, I, I'm a believer that dogs need purpose and that's why, and that's how you get like a quote unquote, well-behaved dog. Because when you have a dog that is barking and reactive, usually they don't have a purpose and they don't, their mm. owner is not telling them what they need to be doing. Mm. That's another conversation. But, um, so with her doing a run walk, obviously her, her endurance is, I mean, dogs she's yeah. a dog so she can do yeah. whatever but you still have to build endurance on a dog so us kind of building that up together has really been really great the first couple of times that I went out on a run with her like it was it was different like I my knee was acting up a little bit like and so I would walk which that's mm-hmm. what you know but I was able to get through this run basically the entire way and I like maybe stop one time just to kind of like see how she's doing but it was really great I don't have any pain I'm like, I'm actually really feeling really well. And I've been stretching more and I've just been paying attention. I, I think what it is, is just like a, I need to pay more attention to my lower back and my posture in my lower back. Mm. Cause I kind of like break and hunch yeah. over a little bit. And yeah. so, um, even when I'm sitting, so like just regular stretching and like being innovative with the way I'm stretching and just conscious of my body, I think has got me to this place because I honestly was, I was in a state of mind where I was like, damn, I'm not going to be able to run like all year. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. like, I'm out. Like I'm out. You might as well just count me out of everything. <laughs> just count me out. I'll be there cheering. I'll be now, yeah. I'll be there cheering, um, speaking, you know what I mean? Yeah. Supporting. Are we also, are we also yeah. going to talk about this, uh, this, uh, this, this swimwear photo shoot that you did? Oh, see, <laughs> look, Okay. <laughs> Now. Okay. So he wasn't ready because you posted you, you, was, you was in the locker room post like oh this is the little swimsuit I've been talking about I'm going to go do some laps and then a couple of days later 
<laughs> you slaps was a photo shoot. Just underwater with it. You got the photographer getting you under the under the way. Like, what's going on? <laughs> what is this about? It just happened that I got those photos around the same time that I got my swimsuit. So I was like, because I did this the 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 photo shoot with Olivia Wolf, like in because I was wearing sportswear, like dry mm. fit. You know, I would wear a sports bra and just like some shorts because like mm. Picasso put me on. He was like, look. If you don't got some suit, just put some dry fit on. I'm like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to do that. And then, but Mm -hmm. then I realized like I need motivation. I like to look cute when I'm active. It gives me the motivation I need to like, first of all, get out the door and then also to finish. And so I was just browsing the Nike app because no, they did not send it to me. Everybody thinks that they just sent it to me. It's like, no, I I spent my money and I bought that swimsuit. And so I just was like, oh, this is cute. Cause I tried getting a speedo off of Amazon and that shit was too small because swimsuit, like one pieces for women and ladies, I know you can relate. Like if you've ever bought like a one piece, like active swimsuit, most of them run like three sizes too small. So even when you think you're getting the right size, you need to go like up a size. Cause they look racing. And they're tight as shit. Yeah. And so I'm like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. So I went on Nike and got a medium and then it fits perfectly. And I was like, it's cute. It's black with a little white situation, you know? know? Yeah. It's cute. You know? She did not go get her photographer to debut a swimsuit. Like what the (laughs) fuck? She's doing a lot right now. Right. Like you're doing the fucking most. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh-huh. I like to look cute in movement. Like, I don't care. Like, I, I really need to look good. And it was and it's also like, I feel like it motivates other people around me because as soon as I put it on, like the other ladies in, in the locker room were like, that's a cute suit. And I was like, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mm-hmm. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, what are we doing? Are we swimming laps? We getting laps? What are we doing? So look, I got, so yes, all of those things. I have a kickboard now and I have the floating device that goes like in between your legs that has like an yeah, like yeah. indent thing. So I've been yeah, doing yeah. that. The, so peanut. I, the peanut, that's what it's called. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Well, <laughs> so funny story though, is because I, I was getting it. Like I, I was doing laps actually, like, cause when I first was kind of getting into the pool again, I was kind of doing more running in the pool just to get back into that motion. And now like mm. I'm really using it to just like, get laps in and the floating devices help a lot with just targeting my upper body and then just targeting my lower body. Um, I don't know what just happened to my mic, but I feel like it just got better. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah. I heard yeah. It. I <laughs> That's heard crazy. It. I heard um, so, um, so it's, it's been a, I've been able to really like get targeted with it. And then it just feels, I feel like swimming as much as it is a workout, it also feels like recovery because then I can mm-hmm. hop in the hot tub and then I can hop in the sauna and it's like, it's relaxing. And then I hop. So then after all of that, I am about to leave. No, when I was swimming, right. I saw Aaron walk in and I was like, oh, Aaron's here. So yeah. I like waved yeah, him through the window. Yeah. And then I, but then I hopped out and he, he was there with Simeon. Oh, dope, dope, dope. Yeah. And so I like, I was like, what's up y'all? And so he, yeah, but Aaron said that he's not a good swimmer. And I'm like, um, you need to help him. You need to help him. You know what I mean? Oh, Help Aaron? your friend out. Yeah, Aaron. He said he would love <laughs> to go swimming, but you're a whole lifeguard. Like you know how to. I feel like you you should be you should be championing that for for the uh, seminar on Sundays. We'll do swim lessons for pizza. So like, let's go <laughs> for for pizza with uh uh what is it um sh- shrimp and shrimp and jalapenos. It's like this. Know where to get it. Don't show up yeah. unless you, unless you got it. 
Don't play no game. Need my payment up front. <laughs> right. So, um, yeah, I, I, swimming is is working for me, and I'm gonna hey. just keep doing it. And then eventually, once I get my bike fixed, I'm gonna hop on that mug and also be biking. When you pull up. You know what I mean? Pull up so we can wrap these bars, man. Put the seat on, like let's go. I need to get my tire fixed first. What's wrong with your tire? It's flat. Like both of them are flat. And because I don't have a seat cover. Don't fit? Yeah, no, the inner tubes, I think, are just like, I think there's there, there's a hole in them or something. Like it's just, even when I add, I had air, air added and then they went flat again. So. Oh, okay. J- bruh, 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 <laughs> bruh. I told you, Ian, I just need you to fix it. I need okay. you to fix it. Also, I, my listen, whole my bike was um, in your shop for the longest and you wasn't helping. I didn't know there was nothing wrong with it. Like I thought you was just, I thought you, I know, I thought that you was getting it fixed by the bike shop. Listen, no. what I'm saying now, what I'm saying now is this is what we'll do. You need a bike seat or a bike cover. Like what is that? I mean? have a seat and I need the cushion. It's just a piece of metal. It's like a metal seat. And I need like something to wrap around it. You just need a bike seat. Okay. So yeah, but I don't need, I have the seat. I have the metal portion of the seat. I don't, I don't even know if they sell part. it like that. I think yeah, you put like, like a little thing on. You can literally buy them off Amazon. Okay, well then that's what I was about to say. You yeah. Listen, I can put your tires on. Are you okay. using inner tube and tires? Your, your, your joint is probably a 700 cc from the same place you can get the Amazon. 700 cc. I'm going to send the link. 700 cc. I don't trust it. I'm 25. Why don't you trust it? Because if I buy it and it's not correct, it's going to be a whole situation. Okay. I mean, I'm... Send me the link then, Ian. You got a road bike, bro. I I put tires on my bike. Put tires on my son's bike. We talking about tires. I mean, you can go down to the people, but when you going to go? Because I'm right around the corner. I can do it. Okay, fine. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You can do it. Wrap your little handlebars. Put your seat on. Let's go. I'm just trying to help you get right. And that's it. Like if I, I show, appreciate if you, if you that. New chain, I can't do that. Like you want to go get the other people to do that. Yeah. I feel like everything that I've mentioned, you can do so. We can we can make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It take a good, it take maybe an hour or less. Perfect. Yeah. All right, y'all. So on the next episode, we'll see if Courtney has a bike. <laughs> right. Yeah, we'll see. Man, there's only so many things I can do in a week. I'd be feeling like weeks are just so short these days. They are. They're going by dumb fast. And like speed of I'm lightning. happy, but also like slow down. Yeah. Slow down summer summer is approaching. It's cute. This weather right now is honestly my favorite. This is my favorite time of year in Chicago. I think this might be spring. I mean, yeah. Well, the thing is, is summer doesn't start till June. Like summer, um, summer solstice is the longest day of the year. And I think that's the beginning of summer. And then every day after that, the days get shorter and shorter and shorter. It's actually really sad. Okay, thank you for that. These are the longest days of the year right now. I'm enjoying it. And it's coming to an end. I'm enjoying it. I've been out here. I, re- I actually replaced the chain on my bike because it was really old and it finally snapped on me. And so I replaced it. Um, whoa, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up because we also were at Active Campaign and you were <laughs> riding your bike to that because we were, we were asked to speak to their employees about running, about to yes. their coworkers about running, which is also really great. But yeah, my man's whole bike just decided to stop working. 
I thought I was going to get up, leave out early, enjoy a nice little bike ride to this, this speaking engagement downtown. And I get the 35th and King drive and my bike chain was like, bro, I've been telling you this entire time. I'm, I'm done. So I'm <laughs> stopping. And so I had to catch the bus with this black ass hand from oil on my chain and stuff like that. And then I get what we, I get to the office, right? 20 minutes after I planned on getting there. I get there and I realize, and you left your bike clock at home. So I try to bring my bike up to the office. The they woman do at the, the the woman at the uh, front desk was like, "Oh no, the owner's in the building. That's not going to happen." And so I had to. Support it. Yeah, she did not support it. So I was like, "Okay." So I had to take my bike to Target, into Target, to the second floor of Target, into the uh, checkout line, self checkout line. So I can get this uh, freaking bike lock. And then Meanwhile, make it I'm facing him. Lock. I'm FaceTiming him talking about, hey, friend, you OK? <laughs> you all right? <laughs> you OK? And, my, and, and, and mind you, the funny thing is, is like. What? I ended up being late, but you didn't even know what's happening. <laughs> Look, don't put me on blast like that. We're not talking about me, okay? Nobody decided to send a, a calendar invite. I don't understand that. If you give, if you're gonna invite me to something, put it in my calendar. Like I know I can do it too, which I was planning on doing, but also I was just like, this whole time these people go email me and not continuously put like, I'm like, what? Don't you want to make sure that I'm I'm going to the right place? Like I don't you know. Call me for our, our, our weekly I, meeting. It, like, Ian, what you doing? I'm like, I'm getting out the shower. You know, we got to be there at 11. Where? I'm like, where are, you, where are we going? Where are we going? Well, she was there all 30 minutes before me. She was on it, y'all. She was on yeah. it, had the outfit and everything. I was I was trying. I, I, and, you know, it was cute. I made a little reel. It was nice. It all worked out the way it was supposed to. Yes, yes, it did. With me looking like a damn fool. Nah. <laughs> All the people beautiful. on Zoom never knew. Listen, it was beautiful. Yeah. Um, uh, we had some people on the Zoom from uh, Dublin, Sydney, and whatnot. We had some really good questions that they asked us. And it was just really fun to be in that beautiful office, man. Yeah. You know, beautiful. it was really cool. And it was hosted by the father the father's group, because I guess uh, the, uh, in the office, they have like a group of dads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was it was really fun to, to have a active, conversation. Active dads. Active dads. Yeah. So shout out to Active Campaign for pulling up with us. So yeah, they do like C, uh, uh, CRM software and stuff like that. So it was, it was really good to speak with them. Yeah. Awesome. But I'm Any done. Other I'm updates? Talk about, I need okay. no. I'm, I, update is I need some fucking coffee right okay. now. You know I'm what? On my, way out. my update is is I'm not drinking caffeine. Why not? I'm, it's it's just like a little situation that I'm trying out. Yeah, she's trying to get pregnant, y'all. <laughs> like, no, I I, I'm honestly trying to. Trying to do. I'm honestly <laughs> just. Don't come for me, Ian. I'm just really with your cycle. I know. I get it. No, it it. doesn't. It doesn't. It just fucks with my mind and my performance and like the way I show up to work. And I'm also just like, do I need it? What happens if I don't have caffeine? Like, really trying to figure out what that situation is. So that's real. Oh my god. Okay, I'm standing on your good side for at least 21 days. I'm good. I'm good. I'm like experimenting. What happens when? 
it's been going on for about a week now, week and a half. And I, and so far it's been fine. Like I don't, cause I don't drink. I'm not the type of person that has ever been like, I'm waking up and I need coffee, but I do wake up and have like tea, lots of tea. And then Matthew and I use coffee as like a treat that we have on the weekends, but um, mm. it, yeah, it's different. I, I had a chai yesterday. I wouldn't call it cheating. I would just say it was, I was at a coffee shop and I was, I was just like, that's it. I had a chai latte, which has black tea in it, which has caffeine. Yeah. But I hadn't gone the entire week and a half with you it, stepping so. away from. Are you, I'm stepping you, you away from a turkey, constant. Or you just stepping away from having it daily. I'm stepping away from having it daily. There we go. There we okay, go. Okay, thank you. I like that. I like that. You know, give yourself some grace. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm here for it. Keep it up. I I don't have it daily. I do my best because there are sometimes where like I get into the mood and I back off the everyday for a week. Yeah. Um, I but as of right now, I mostly only have coffee when I'm with Karen. I just kind of like slide in on her Starbucks addiction and I'm able to ride that wave when I'm with her. Uh I don't know what's gonna happen when we start living together, but as of right now, like that's the only time I really have coffee. Y'all gonna get a Nestle, a ne- uh Nespresso. An espresso? No, you know, she can't espresso. A Nespresso, what's that? It's a, it's like, a, I think it's from Nestle, but they make, it's like an espresso machine. It's a coffee machine. And it's like, you just, mm. it's like a Keurig, but better. Yeah, but she, she, no, she only do decaf. So she what can't. is the absolute point of that? She can't, she said she can't, she's like, it. caffeine is too much. It turns out way too much. She See? moves a mile a minute. Oh, well, so she likes and, the flavor of coffee. She also gets addicted to it, so. Oh. So she just likes the flavor of it. Yeah, she's yeah. That's how she 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 drinking coffee for play play. For fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, I'm like nigga. I need I need an extra. Coffee. I need an extra espresso. You know right what I'm now, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not feeling this. <laughs> <laughs> I need more. Put it in my veins. Yes. <laughs> but oh I love it. Keep it okay. up. More power to you. I know. You know what I'm saying. It's a journey. But you know, I if if you ever feel weak. You know, I'll be your sponsor. Just give me a call. Wonderful. We'll talk talk through it. What's what's making you feel like you need to go back to coffee right now, Courtney? (laughs) Explain. (laughs) I love it. All right, y'all. Well, there's another episode for you. Hopefully you enjoyed your run, your walk, your whatever it is that you're doing. Maybe you have us up on your, your YouTube. And if you do, extra kudos to you. Here's yes. your flowers. Also, like and subscribe. <laughs> like and subscribe. Let us know how you really feel. But if it's bad, yes. just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Peace and Bro, love to you. Us. Yeah. All right. Peace.